Hi, I'm Tessa. And I'm Elliot. And this is Tessa and Elliot Argue. Do you like weird headlines? Guy on Ambien accidentally proposes to girlfriend, wakes up and doesn't remember any of it. Florida gun owners plan to shoot at Hurricane Irma. Plane forced to turn back after mother forgets newborn at airport. If any of this caught your attention, you can find us at TessaElliotArgue.com. We come out every Sunday morning. Check us out. got to do this right i i think so i think it's a little too late we're live (laughs) oh no (laughs) you can't i don't think you guys can uh back out now so uh, hello classic blunder (laughs) hello and welcome to next to nothing a show where we talk about how to game on a budget i am your host danny k with me as always i have my wonderful beautiful co-host mr green how are you doing mr green i'm doing fantastic danny k how are you <laughs> i'm doing very well <laughs> there see now now we don't have any awkward pauses at the start of the podcast uh, my i was other... so confused so confused <laughs> my other co-host is with me this week revspan padre how are you doing oh Oh my god, I am doing so well. I'm so glad you asked. How are you doing, Danny? I'm doing fucking fantastic. Oh my uh, god, we're starting off with the profanities already. I'm so excited. We gotta get that quick demonetization. Quick demonetization. <laughs> <laughs> First 30 seconds, gone. No chance to make money. Gone. No money. <laughs> uh, normal is our special guest this week. Normal, how are you doing? I'm doing all right. I'm a little under weather, but uh, trying to hang in there, you know, do my thing. He's got that sexy, raspy voice. That's perfect for I, ASMR. I, I wouldn't say it's it's sexy, but it's definitely raspy. <laughs> Dude, you'd be surprised. People like the raspy voice. Um, I mean... So, Normal, this is not your first appearance on the show, but it is nope. your first appearance this year for people who... Uh, haven't met you yet why don't you go on ahead and tell the people what you do and how people can find it sure absolutely um so i'm normal 225 on twitch twitter instagram all the just just google search for normal 225 and you'll find a plethora of ways to connect to me um especially on twitch so go hit that up um i am a variety streamer i play all sorts of different games i play shooters Roll action, D and D, just just pretty much anything, whatever I feel like and whenever I feel like it. But typically at night. So yeah, that's how you can, you know, that's who I am and how you can find me. Excellent, excellent. Anything else you want to plug here at the top of the show? Um, go Phillies, go Eagles. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> awesome. So uh, we have a packed fucking show. Yeah, we so do. I figure we'll just kind of dive right into it. Is that okay with you guys? Yeah, let's get this thick boy out the way. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> no, I'm here to stay. <laughs> so um, the first thing that I wanted to talk about this week was the full release of the Darwin Project. Um, we've talked about the Darwin Project before. I've streamed Darwin Project kind of off and on throughout um, my career as a streamer um have you guys had any experience with darwin project at all i have not just what i've watched really just just from the quick google search five minutes before this (laughs) 
so uh, the Darwin Project is a free-to-play battle royale game where uh, players um, play as uh, inmates and compete in a battle royale of uh, 10 players. Um, there is an optional 11th player who plays as an omnipotent uh, director. They kind of see all, control the game, and uh, can commentate uh, all the way through. Um, someone actually, Budget Arcade, guys, shout out to Budget Arcade. They're fucking awesome. If you uh, want more podcasts like us, go check them out. Just said, uh, it's the Hunger Games. This is the most Hunger Games battle royale you will ever see just because of the small amount of people and the fact that there's actually somebody controlling the game as you play it. It's the condemned with stone cold Steve Austin. (laughs) (laughs) So another battle Royale game. When will this atrocity end? (laughs) Uh, This was actually pretty early uh, in the battle Royale trend. Yeah. This, the early access release was uh, January, 2018, 2018. Okay. Yeah. Um, so it's available on PS4, Xbox One, and Windows. Um, so, like I said before, the game was uh, released into early access January 17th, 2018, and it just got its full release uh, only a week or two ago. Uh, for anyone that's interested in playing this, if they're on PC, the requirements are the minimum requirements are Windows 7 or higher, dual core, 2.4 gigahertz uh, processor, 4 gigs of RAM, uh, GTX 650 or 660 or equivalent, 6 uh, gigabytes of hard drive space, DirectX 10, and of course, broadband internet. Um, I think I have all those. <laughs> yeah, I, I, might, does... I might be a little confused, but I think I, I have do know all those. Oh no. Yeah. It's uh it's not a very demanding game on PC. Um real quick gameplay focuses on high skill combat. Each combatant has an axe uh, for melee and a bow for uh with up to 8 arrows for range. Um, players must maintain a certain level of warmth or they'll begin to take damage and die. Uh, there are resources that the players need to collect. Uh, wood and Darwinium are the resources. Uh, in a previous version, or before the full release, uh, the items that the resources you needed to collect were wood and leather. And then you also had uh, things called electronics. And electronics were designed or used for building gadgets. Um, you no longer have to collect the leather uh, to make armor or boots or anything like that. Um, you just need to collect Darwinium, which is used to create gadgets, and that's scattered around the map. Uh, and then the uh, thing that they called um, electronics, uh, which were kind of scattered around the map um, and would activate uh, periodically, um, that is also just larger caches of Darwinium. Um, let's see. So, yeah, you need to collect wood and Darwinium to, uh, which is used to upgrade your abilities and create gadgets. Um, players have three classes they can choose from now. Uh, each has its own set of gadgets that players can pick from, uh, things like a force field, turrets, invisibility cloaks. Um, so the three classes are the jet wings, which offer high mobility and verticality for fighting. Um, the grapple gauntlet, which offers high mobility and speed. Um, and basically just think about that as, uh, if you're a comic book nerd, think about it being like Spider-Man or if you're an anime weeb, uh, trash like I am, think about it as, um, the, uh, gear that they use in Attack on Titan. 
Um, and then there's the headhunter drone, which is this Falcon that you send out. Actually, uh, the video on screen is using the headhunter drone right now. Um, you can use that to remotely gather resources. You can use it to track enemies um, and stuff like that. And so each of them have like their own power-ups and uh, play styles. Um, I've been preferring the uh, grapple gauntlets and the headhunter drone. I really don't care for the jet wings the the verticality i don't necessarily care for uh i prefer the speed and being able to quickly get away and then quickly you know charge at a at a enemy player headhunter is nice just because it gives you you can really hit it with uh hit hit the game running with um resource gathering um so this is actually a lot different than what they had before um the system before allowed you to select the types of arrows you could use boots you had and a cloak you wore as a loadout um, and you can mix and match these however you wanted they had some preset ones that you could select but uh yeah so now they have that oh i hit an ad in the stupid video that's not cool can we not hit ads in videos not, not, uh... someone's gotta get their money if, yeah, if we're gonna address the fact that an ad popped up can we address that you look like fred durst I think so. <laughs> that uh, ad has really piqued my interest I'm, I'm sure. Um, so, yeah, the, the loadout system is actually quite different. Um, you don't have, like, fire arrows anymore, which were harder-hitting arrows, um, which kind of stinks in terms of how the combat can kind of be. I think that a lot of the... Uh, I think the combat is a bit more interesting now because there's more verticality to it. Um, there's, more, there's more motion... Um, there is more skill in combat now, I think, in how people use their gadgets. Um, but I'll kind of get, to, I'll, I'll talk a little bit uh, more about that. Um, getting into the director, there's not much that they really, really changed. Um, like I said, you can see uh, where everyone is at all times. You can, you're basically omnipotent. You can talk to them. You can uh, close zones. You can drop nukes. You can um place bounties on players expose everyone heal players give them resources and uh my particular favorite is at the end is i like to uh change the laws of gravity um so yeah not much has really changed uh for the director um they did release a soundboard that people can use um but that's really about it um so the map, if you guys haven't uh, noticed or you're watching on uh, or you're listening to the audio only, the map is broken up into several uh, zones when um, they each close one by one. So uh, and it doesn't necessarily mean that it's going to get um, like symmetrically smaller, like one zone on the far side can close and the other zone on, you know, in the opposite zone can close and then like just a third or like the center zone then can then close somehow. Um so that's kind of how they they do that it's not like the closing circle um so that's a little bit different from what you would expect in a regular battle royale um the game does have a premium currency that they call ramen because you're supposed to be prisoners so of course it's ramen uh, um it's uh not pushed like super hard in your face you don't really get it like always in there but uh yeah, it's definitely there, and if people are interested in it, they can uh, support the game through that. Sure. Um, overall, technically, the game runs pretty smooth. No obvious bugs that I saw. Like, I didn't, like, just randomly drop into the uh, underside of the map, or I haven't had people um, 
like really obviously hacking or anything like that. So that's that's good. Uh, servers run pretty well. Not really. I haven't noticed any server lag or anything like that. Um, so uh, overall, my opinions on the full release is I think it's for the most part good. It's not entirely without its faults. Um, one of the biggest things that I one of my biggest gripes is the removal of duos mode. Uh, which I have no idea why they removed. I couldn't find any information on it. I couldn't find any subreddit posts. I couldn't find anything um, tweet-wise. Uh, yeah, I saw no. I saw no reason why they got rid of duos. Um, that's really one of my biggest gripes. Uh, it's a multiplayer game, and without duos, I just have a hard time seeing myself really playing it if I can't play with Green or mm -hmm. one of my uh, other streamer friends, um, the Lone Spirit. Um, me and him played duos all, uh, quite a bit together. Um, it just makes me less likely to play <laughs> if I can't have a uh, play with friends. Sure. Um, and I, I mean, mm -hmm. I run into other friends all the time, like Sean Zom. Um, you know, Sean Zom is a uh, Darwin partner and me and him have ran into each other multiple times. Um, so yeah, do you guys have uh, questions uh, about, about Darwin Project's full release? I, I guess more of a like I comment more not not questions I guess it to me and just from the the brief you know between Fortnite and you know the Darwin project this almost looks like a clone of a Fortnite maybe maybe the conceptions and some of the battle rails are changed up a little bit but I feel like I don't know just looking at some of the home screens and some of the things yeah they, it might have its own unique thing but I feel like it's kind of similar to Fortnite you know it's got similar aesthetics yeah. um it's got it's got similar aesthetics i think the axe combat uh with like deflections and how yeah. um really i mean the combat i i, I would kind of push back against saying it's like a fortnite clone when when it's not a shoot well it is like it has shooting elements but it's not strictly a shooter right um like fortnite is right um it also doesn't they also don't change the map uh very often if at all i know the map has changed from when it was in early access like there's different locations like there's like a scrapyard and then there's a place sure. lava and stuff like that um but they don't change the map as often as fortnite does with yeah um, no that was just like my initial thought yeah. it's just like you know yeah absolutely it's it's gonna have its own aspects at of of being unique because you know that's that's a lawsuit right there you know from <laughs> fortnite yeah. i mean i i mean you could see how PUBG handled a a, a lawsuit from a Fortnite, but right I, yeah i mean it looks different it looks interesting mm -hmm. it's fun and the combat like i said the combat is really skill based if i can it's going to have a high learning <laughs> curve and i feel like new players might get frustrated especially because if they get into games that uh veteran players are in yeah um that's <laughs> that can probably get pretty frustrating um i don't think it is crossplay, and if it is crossplay, I think it's only Xbox One to PC, but okay. I don't think it is overall. Um, so it's kind of like like scum, but like more streamlined with the whole prisoner aspect of it, and right? Because that's, yeah. that's what I'm that's what I'm kind of, the vibe I'm kind of picking up is like a like a more arcadey version of of scum. Okay. With like you said, there are powers involved though too. Mm. Now, I don't yeah. think scum has that. It's more like simulation based as as opposed to arcadey but that's that's kind of the vibe i was getting was like like i, I could see the fortnite aesthetic that nermal's talking about yeah like that but with like more of a scum aspect mm -hmm. style to it 
real quick, I just want to say uh, someone uh, that's uh, Scott from Budget Arcade and one of his co-hosts, Elliot, have confirmed that there is no crossplay at this time. Okay. Um, so thanks to those guys. Um, that may be something they introduce when they bring uh, duos in. They were, you know, they've mentioned that they are going to introduce duos, or they they plan on introducing duos back into it, and then mm-hmm. uh, people get for people to get used to the power. So maybe it's something they'll introduce around the same time in like a like a new uh, season or. Mm-hmm. I don't know if they're most free games have seasons now and like passes and whatnot. Yeah. Yeah. So maybe it's something they'll do along those lines. Mm hmm. Yeah. And I, I really do hope they bring duos back. I just don't have that many reasons to continue playing it other than on stream. Um, if there's not a duos mode, um, because I am not incredibly social as it is. So I need uh, an excuse to play with people. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I mean, it's, it's hard to not recommend trying out a free-to-play game. I definitely think this is worth checking out if you can run it. Um, I think a lot of people, especially if you like uh, high skill ceiling combat games, um, then you're going to really, really like it. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's my that's my two cents on it. Um, anything else on Darwin Project's full release, guys? Any other questions, thoughts you want to get out there? No, I just I think no. the aesthetic looks pretty good. Um, I watched you and uh, Professor Broman play it. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I do like the fact that it does—it's not a typical battle royale shooter. Um, and the fact that it's more up close combat related. Yeah. Um, it's it's definitely something to keep an eye out for, especially if they do introduce duos or larger squads. Mm-hmm. Um, because if if it's just solo, I honestly I don't think there's a reason to actually play it for me. Mm-hmm. Um, I will say directing is fun if you're someone who likes doing like shoutcasting. Um, I've had mixed reactions to people with this shoutcasting. Um, I always say whenever I direct at the at the top of the uh, game, like, "Hey, I'm going to shoutcast this. If you don't like that, please mute me." Um, as director. Uh, so that's also just another thing. Like, if you go into this being wanting to do shoutcasting as a director. Um, something just kind of as a warning <laughs> or uh, uh, not necessarily a warning, but a word of caution, I should say. Oh. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, that's uh, Darwin Project's full release. I definitely think it was pretty decent. Um, but, yeah, what's uh, we, we want to get into our next uh, topic here, guys. Yeah, absolutely. So our next topic is uh you've been playing the witcher 3 yes yes i have been playing witcher 3 um i've been uh i've been replaying it It was actually one of the first first games that i streamed when i first started on twitch and um i got my love back into the game because i watched the netflix series and so um the netflix series was done in my opinion i thought was done very well um have you guys have you any of you guys seen the netflix series yet I watched the first episode. I need to finish it because I was impressed with the first episode. I just haven't made the time to f- finish watching it yet. Yeah. I, I binged the entire series. I, <laughs> I loved it. And um, we paced ourselves because I told my fiance that the next season probably would not be coming out until 2021 at the earliest. Oh, yeah. So, but I I, not, I never really got into the Witcher games themselves. So... 
I haven't played any of the Witcher games yet. I played I played the first one and I, I did like a, a brief like I I probably finished it in, and you guys are gonna laugh at me I finished it in 50, 50 hours mm. and um, I think I think a lot of people to say like it takes like you know a hundred to hundred and fifty hours to like and that that might be even low too uh, to actually to completely understand and have a, a good full immersion of the game so I I definitely been been taking my time this time around to to do all the side quests and listen to the story and try to get myself ready for the the continuation of the witcher series which i've been really really excited for Mm -hmm. so as someone who's like really you know been kind of a witcher fan how did the netflix adaptation like really get into the nitty-gritty for you like um like I, I'm sorry, I kind of like brain farted and just had mouth diarrhea there. No, you're good. <laughs> yeah. How good of an experience was it for you as a already existing Witcher fan? There we go. I I had very big skeptic or I was skeptical going into watching The Witcher. Um, I was I was like nervous because I was just like they're gonna do this and like I've seen like movies like you've seen movie adaptation adaptations of like games like what War mm-hmm. of Warcraft. And I, I heard that was, I mean, if you're a World of Warcraft movie fan, I'm sorry, but I heard that was, like, not the greatest. Or Prince of Persia was bad. Prince of Persia uh, was bad. And, like, you see all these, like, Resident move or game. Exactly. Like, they, they're terrible ad- of adaptations of the game or of the series. Um, and so I was very skeptical going into it. But watching the, the whole series, binge watching it, I was just like, I'm amazed. They actually did a really good job with with the 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 presence of the game and feeling like yeah that is Geralt of Riviera um yes there are there is reading material it's actually originally was a book and then made into a video game then made into you know tv show but um so I feel like they had a little bit more to pull from as well so that probably gave them a a hand now I think I might be mistaken but I want to say there's a Polish tv show as well back in the early (laughs) 2000s yes there was um I I do I do remember hearing up about that Mm -hmm. um but I think it was just like one season and it was like very loosely based off of it Mm -hmm. where whereas this is more towards the books and towards like the spirit of the games yeah so for someone who has watched the netflix series make your case why someone should play the witcher 3 i know it's coming out very soon on the nintendo switch it goes on sale very regularly on pc it's available basically on every other platform make your case for why somebody should um somebody should play the witcher 3 it's very in-depth there's a lot of things you can do with the witcher 3 that you know if you were really into the tv show and you really were nerding about it this is the game's not for everybody the the game will suck up your life i i will tell you that um the game is meant for the diehard fan and um if you were a fan if you were a fan of the witcher and really fell in love with the witcher tv show then you'll really really like um the the roots or, or or the the game itself the game is basically the tv show but like 10 times more and you have more more Geralt going mm, fuck and and all that so awesome um what to you would be the best way to experience the witcher as a, as a video game with is a controller it, <laughs> let's add. that's 
with with a controller <laughs> i tried keyboard and mouse the first time around that was terrible sorry let me let you finish <laughs> oh no you i was just gonna let you kind of go on continue <laughs> no so i uh i first played the witcher um with a, a keyboard and mouse and i that was such a terrible experience i was frustrated i hated the game and like i hated it because it wasn't because it wasn't a good story but it was just it was difficult and i actually beat the witcher the first time on just straight up keyboard and mouse and so this time around i actually have a ps4 controller that i hook up to my pc so that i can play and and not you know be struggling and, and it has made a world of a difference in combat so mm-hmm. yeah i would say play play with a controller um be able to sit down for three four hours to play the witcher it's it's not <laughs> you need time you're, you're going to need time you can't just like you could do one quest could take an hour you could mm-hmm. do quests in 30 minutes 10 minutes i mean there's some really easy quests but if you're going to sit down and play the witcher set yourself some time set yourself at least three hours to play so mm-hmm. that 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 would be my recommendations for playing the witcher play with a keyboard or you know if you want to be ballsy and go for keyboard mouse but i don't recommend that yeah um I just wanted to mention real quick, uh, Henry Cavill as the Witcher. Henry Cavill is is an incredibly handsome man, but in such an unattractive way. Like he looks like he looks like aliens knew like the perfect man to create, and they did it, and it looks uncanny. He is that handsome. He's Kyle XY. Yeah, he just he, he doesn't look real. <laughs> he looks like he was molded or fashioned. Right. So that was a very obscure reference, by the way. <laughs> right. It was. That was only like two seasons of that show, wasn't there? One, it was on ABC season. Family. <laughs> um, My mom liked the show. <laughs> I I watched it in high school. I, I think I binge watched it in high school. <laughs> um, yeah. And somehow he controlled lightning. Nobody knows how. And levitated, <laughs> yeah. Um, so many unanswered paper. questions. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, anything else on The Witcher? Um, it's a great game. Go play it. That's honestly, if if you really love the TV show, go play it. You won't be disappointed. Yeah. Awesome. It's on Game Pass. It is. I have no excuse oh. for having not played it yet. It's on Game Pass right now? <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, no, you have no excuse. Yeah, what the hell? <laughs> go play it. <laughs> See you guys later. I'm gonna go play The Witcher. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll, uh, guys. Uh, Padre would like to announce that he's no longer going to be on the show. All of his time is gonna be taken up by The Witcher. Um, so we have some news stories that we probably should get out of the way real quick, um, and then we'll take a break. But. Yeah, let's talk about some of these news stories real quick. Uh, some news around Rocket League and Fallout 76. Um, which do you guys want to start with, the Rocket League or the Fallout 76? What about Joe I Biden? I do the Fallout 76 one just because we called it. <laughs> yeah, 76. 76. So let's right. go for it, 76. All right, so uh, we've, we talked about this in the past. Um, Fallout 76 had a recent hacking attack where uh, hackers were able to um, access other players' inventories and steal every single thing out of it. Um, this included items that other players had paid for, you know, like premium skins or premium armors, uh, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Um, so we 
now have an update uh, to that story. Bethesda has um, helped the affected players. Um, they g did the previous uh, character clones and then gave the items uh, to the main characters, I believe is how they worked that out. Um, and then victims also had uh, been given premium currency of varying amounts, depending on if they had paid for the Fallout first subscription or not, um, as compensation for their troubles. Um, which is really interesting because that's exactly what we said they should do. <laughs> um, and I was really surprised that they were actually able to do it because they've made it sound like in the past, um, particularly related to the, um, particularly related to the scrap box situation that if players couldn't get their items back, um, and so that makes me kind of curious, but it sounds like what they did was they just went back and like pulled character information. And so maybe with the scrap box thing, when items are disappearing into scrap boxes, that it was more, yeah, the item was disassociated from your character now. I think that's kind of what it is. But yeah, I'm fairly happy with this outcome. Um, they, this is a step in the right direction for Bethesda's PR on Fallout 76. Now what they really need to do is continue making these good steps and fix the fucking game. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I was about to say there's what, I mean, that shouldn't have been too hard to, to fix the problem, right? There's only what, two active people playing right now? <laughs> but. Right. <laughs> anyway. Um, yeah. Yeah, you guys uh, happy happy with that? It's definitely something that they should have done. Like it, it, it was actually surprising that they did that to, for me. It's always um, weird when a gaming company does the right thing, isn't it? it exactly, <laughs> right. especially when when the phrase is Bethesda did something right. Yeah, that sometimes like the last couple of years, it's not a phrase you would hear someone say. So yeah. when when they uh, came out with that and the, the news for that, um, it, it was really weird that we called it and then it was something they actually did. Yeah. Um, and I mean, they still got a lot of a lot of things that they need to do, especially with the with 76. But uh, I kudos to them. Mm -hmm. Hats off to them for doing that. Yeah. Um <laughs> They're trying to earn the trust of the players back is what they're doing, and it's a good start. I mean, it's it's an optimistic start, really. Yeah, They have a long way to go. So, they really do. So, Ren is in chat. Hi, Ren. <laughs> Love you, Ren. Kisses. Um, said, uh, they honestly probably just went back to the past clouds they have and reset player inventories based on that. Um, it sounds like they have learned from their past mistakes of the scrap box issues to always have a backup data on hand. Um yeah, I think that sounds about right. I think that they, uh, <laughs> they, they're they like, shit, we need to keep player data on hand now uh, before things get really too fucked up. So, yeah. Um, so that's the Fallout 76. Do you guys want to move on to Rocket League's news now? Absolutely, yeah. sure. Excellent. Um, so, on January 23rd, Psyonix, the devs behind Rocket League, announced that they will be pulling Ma uh, support for macOS and Linux versions of the games in March of this year. Um, in a statement, they said, quote, As we continue to upgrade Rocket League with new technologies, it is no longer viable for us to maintain support for the macOS and Linux 
in Steam OS uh, platforms. As a result, the final patch for Mac OS and Linux versions of the game will be in March. Rocket League is an evolving game, and part of that evolution is keeping our game client up to date with modern features. As part of that evolution, we'll be updating our Windows version from 32-bit to 64-bit later this year, as well as updating to DirectX 11 from DirectX 9. Um, so after those pa after those patches are going to be made, uh, the game will only be playable on Windows 7 machines or newer if you're playing on PC. So initial thoughts just on that. Uh, my biggest question with the whole thing is how many players actually play Rocket League on Mac or Linux? Like, is it even a player base big enough to even worry about or can they just essentially buy these guys off and make them happy with you know the fact that they're gonna because there were there was mentions of refunding yeah and i'll things, get to that they're also having yeah oh yeah yeah, yeah they uh they're having issues with that yeah but um but yeah that's that, that's my biggest question off the off the bat is how big were the player bases for these two platforms anyways so i'm going to pull from i believe a tweet that i saw and this is by no means incredibly accurate, but it was an incredibly small number. I think I saw 0.3% of their player base. Yeah, that's three. That's what I yes. saw. So <laughs> apparently it was from like a Reddit post or something. It, it was tiny, minute. So, mm -hmm. it, I mean, yeah, it sucks for them, but get a PC. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, if, if it's such a small player base and they're only going to have to refund like five people, it's not that yeah. big, you know? It still it, sucks. It is, you know, yeah, there's a lot, there's some people there, it may be some people that put in a lot of time and effort, but then again, those may be like casual players that didn't put, you know, didn't buy rocket passes or put exactly. that many hours in, you know, it, it, it may not have ran smoothly enough on those machines to even warrant them upgrading. And that's why they're just moving on. Yeah. So there, I mean, that's a really small player base considering really the average online player base for rocket leagues, not you know, one of those that are super high up there. It's, it's very eSports centric now. Mm -hmm. um, so I don't know. I, mean, um, I, I, don't, I don't see it being really that big of a hit to the community. Yeah. yeah. I'm kind of curious with the Steam OS, because that's the main, like the Linux part of it, the Steam OS. Uh, how many people actually even really use Steam OS? I know it was one of those things that... Um, kind of like the Linux-based consoles used quite a bit, but that wasn't an incredible... I don't, I don't believe that's an incredibly prolific operating system. Uh, Normal will look like you're going to say something. I apologize. Oh, no, you're good. Um, I guess... I can't remember what I was going to say. I think I was going to say something like along the lines of, like, can you get a refund if you... like? So I had a Mac, and I had uh, Steam, or Steam on my Mac. Mm -hmm. I wonder if I can get a refund for Rocket League now and... <laughs> and put it in the code and see what happens. <laughs> <laughs> well, let me just uh, explain real quick how people can get um, get the refund. Because uh, Psionics are offering a refund. Uh, they did, it seems like they got a good verbal kicking in the pants uh, from the community. Um, yeah. So how's how you, if you're affected by the Rocket League um, ending support on, um, <laughs> on those uh, operating systems, you go to Steam, uh, the support website, go to select, you uh, select your purchases, make sure that uh, you can see your entire purchase history, select Rocket League, 
um, select I would like to refund and then request a refund. Select my issue isn't listed in the drop-down menu and write in please refund my Mac slash Linux version of Rocket League. Psionics will be discontinuing support. Um, there is more uh, information out there provided by Psionics. Um, if you don't want to refund it and want to try to find a way to play it, they don't recommend but said you could boot camp it. <laughs> <laughs> so that is another option as well question i have for that though is what about mm. the people who purchased uh, cosmetic items yeah that that was my question too and like, rocket pa yeah the pass and stuff like that mm. yeah because that stuff gets expensive i mean if they're if they were day one players and they got rocket pass every season well well since rocket pass was you know brought in then they probably dropped a pretty penny on it, maybe on credits and for the blueprints now or loot boxes back when they had those. You know, it's kind of or, or the keys to unlock them rather. It, it, if somebody spent a lot of money, they could have a real grievance. But I mean, that that kind of goes back to what we were talking about with the uh, the licensing thing weeks ago. Mm -hmm. You know, the whole what what's the responsibility of these companies if they discontinue services? We were literally talking about this like a month and a half ago on a different scenario with a uh, stadia yeah uh in green that's a, actually a brilliant point that i didn't even think of is that there are a lot of cosmetics uh and in like game pass stuff brought up and i didn't see anything talking about that other than just covering the base price of the game and let's face it people who use mac products will pay a lot for pretty things <laughs> you know, I, I can be smart every once in a while, Danny K. <laughs> oh, now you're going to turn yourself into a victim. I compliment you and you become the victim. I see. I see. <laughs> um, God, and I wouldn't know how to deal with that. I mean, would they... <sighs> Especially like if they uh, they had a whale, like let's say they had the hypothetical white whale mm -hmm. two weeks that was ago. on yeah, yeah yeah, so they had that that, that person who's like gaming on their Mac Mac Pro, <laughs> their MacBook Air, their, their massive like forty inch MacBook <laughs> or the, the Mac Pro with the with the, the two thousand dollar yeah the two thousand uh, dollar Mac stand the Vesa stand, <laughs> and they're like oh I can get this gold skin for two hundred dollars out the door let's go <laughs> and then they're like where do i spend my money now they may let them link their uh actual psionics account to another like if they you know they may offer them you know hey we can get you a copy of it on any other platform you're choosing and we can replenish your you know you can link mm -hmm. your psionics account to that maybe that's a that's a route they're going to look at taking because i haven't seen that addressed at all and that does, i mean that would be a massive concern unless nobody on mac and linux bought things well, i mean unless like if, if you had a mac and you're a mac fan would you really spend the money to buy a pc or an xbox or any other platform to play this game just to play that game i mean that's another valid question too yeah there, there's probably a good chance that they could probably see how many people have bought like if it's such a small population like what 0.03 percent or 0.3 percent or whatever uh, yeah 0.3 percent i think is what i saw 0.3 percent that's i mean if there's only what you know you know 20 20 million downloads you know that's you know still a lot but like if mm -hmm. you know it's a small amount of people they can probably go through and see how much each of those people individually spent and be like 
okay, yo, we're we're just gonna buy you out here, or or do whatever. You know, it, it's probably something uh, to them. It's probably just a you know a cost of doing business. Yeah, and not only that, it's it's a, you, you're gonna only have maybe a fraction of those people that even pay to exactly buy things. You know, I mean, I heck, I've been playing Rocket League for three years now, and I just now started getting Rocket Pass like last season. Yeah, yeah. Um, it is it, to me. It is something that does need to be addressed. I don't, and I didn't see that addressed at all by their responses. Um, so I, I am very, very curious about that. Uh, otherwise, I think a refund is good. I think if you are, this isn't like servers, uh, you know, all the way across the board shutting down. This is we're discontinuing it for your platform, uh, and we, you know this is the goodwill and i think maybe their idea is you know if you're going to get if they're going to give a refund maybe that person will take that refund and buy it on something else if they have it otherwise yeah. they're going to take the money and run i i see this as one of those things where they kind of it's a pr thing because they're expecting to just kind of keep that money anyways right um but yeah, right now i'm just kind of been imagining someone playing Rocket League on a MacBook Air and wondering why they have burns on their lap. <laughs> well, it says here that they will not uh they will not be refunding microtransactions. Okay. What? Mm-hmm. So that's confirmed. Oh, that's boring. And then I just did oh, some math. Uh, rant, but... 50 million downloads in September of 2018, like a total amount. Um so if there point three of that. That's fifteen million people on fifteen million downloads. That's just from September of eighteen, though. Damn. So that that could be bigger. I'm so I guess it really just depends on the uh, refund amount as well. Yeah, I'm going to apologize real quick because I have a train coming. Uh oh. Do, any... <laughs> Do we have anything else that we want to talk about on this? Otherwise, we can go to break real quick. No, I'm uh, good. I'm good. Yeah. I'm cool with break. Cool. Um, so when we come back, we'll talk about um, some Destiny, not Destiny, I'm sorry, Apex News, and then um, also uh, some U.S.-China uh, trade agreement news and all that stuff. Uh, guys, we'll be right back in about uh, two minutes. And we're back. Can I get a quick mic Woo! check from you guys? Yeah, mic check. One, two, one, two. Excellent. We are, in fact, back. I just needed to make sure that I didn't accidentally leave us muted before we get started um, <laughs> <laughs> talking about the stuff again. Um, so did we uh, – we have um, some news around Apex. I'll let uh, Mr. Green take it away. Yeah, so the trailer dropped for Season 4, like a teaser trailer. <laughs> uh, which was actually animated and done like the styles of the, for the trailers. Yeah. Uh, I just saw you point the wrong way. Uh, anyway, so the the trailer had introduced a what what they believe is a, one of the new legends. Uh, actually, technically two. If you haven't watched it yet, I would recommend that you do watch that trailer if you're an Apex fan. Um, but they are talking about a whole lot of changes in season four that I'm really excited to play. That drops next week on Tuesday, uh, the fourth, right? Yes. I'm not good at calendars. I don't know what calendars are. Yes, the 4th is Tuesday. It's Tuesday also the day the for the State of the Union. <laughs> yep. So everyone would be playing the Apex instead of watching Donald Trump. So Actually, no, they're going to be watching us. 
<laughs> then they'll be playing Apex, and then they won't be watching the State of the Union. <laughs> How we'll could you say something so controversial yet so brave? <laughs> so brave. <laughs> so, Not only is uh, it so brave, but it's so true and accurate. Yeah, I've never watched the State of the Union more than five minutes. Right. I just catch the highlights. But but yeah, the um, new legend that they were previously. They had previously done like a, a stream uh, from the content creator or the not the content creators the devs uh, talking about the new legend Forge, and he has a really cool concept. He's kind of like a I think he's called Doomfist in Overwatch, if I remember correctly. I think that's his name. Mm-hmm. Um, he's got one big metal arm. Um, he actually does have some lore to him as well. Um, he's like a four-time hyper-fighting champion, uh, which I feel is kind of cheating if you have a metal fucking arm. Uh, so they released some like stats. Like a, it was really cool because they released like stack ups, like an MMA fight. So because he was an MMA fighter, so like they're comparing him to like Pathfinder and Gibraltar, like age, height, weight. Um, punching uh, pounds per square inch, stuff like that. Um, and all they all they've said about what he can do is that he has a mean left hook. Um, but then you see the trailer that dropped. I think it was yesterday. Um, and something happens in there, and it kind of reveals that there's another legend that's possibly in play. Um, so I'm pretty excited to see how that goes. Uh, they've been Easter egging this legend for a while. I don't really want to spoil the trailer if you have not seen that yet, um, especially because it's visually really nice. Um, but yeah, I mean, we're all excited. To see, everyone in the Apex community is excited to see what happens season four, um, especially after the, the Grand Soiree event that they've had since, uh, I think it's going, I finished today. Um, it was it just a week? It was two weeks. Two weeks. It was uh, five five different modes, two days each. Okay. Pretty sure. So ten ten total days. Mm-hmm. Um, and they finished off with the dummies big day, which is like a they say the game's not going to test itself, and then you play as like dummies. <laughs> I really think that should have been like the first game mode that they introduced because mm-hmm. it was not very fun. Mm. Um, like I, I like I played it just because I wanted to get the uh, the pass done or the event uh, XP done. But it, I mean, they didn't even speak. Like the dummies didn't speak. It, it was really quiet. It was kind of boring. Mm-hmm. Um, you didn't. You had two different. Like each person had the same exact style of uh, abilities, and it was strictly gunplay. Which for Apex is not something that um, is the biggest focus. Like it, it is a big part of the game, but the abilities and the each using each character to their fullest is what really makes Apex Apex. Um, so it it wasn't a good game game mode to end on, especially when they launched it with Gold Gold Rush, which was like all gold weapons. That should have been the last game. Um, to kick that thing off but or finish it off but uh, yeah season four will be pretty interesting because they'll be seeing the return of king's canyon as well um which for anyone who's a day one apex player or first 
section of the uh, when Apex was released is the first map that they played on. Mm-hmm. Um, but from what I've been hearing, it's only going to be in the ranked modes. So when you're playing ranked, um, it's going to be split up into two halves. The first six weeks are going to be um, in the World's Edge, the map that we're currently seeing right now. And then it will move over to King's Canyon for that second soft. It's going to soft reset and then move to that new or the old map. Um, and then what else? I think that's it. Um, they're introducing a new weapon as well. That's uh, a sniper. Um, there have been talks about another weapon being introduced as well. Um, but we'll see how that actually, if that actually pans out. Yeah. Awesome. So that's the upcoming stuff uh, mm-hmm. to um, Apex Legends. I uh, lost it there for a moment. Um, we'll definitely talk more about it next week when when it actually officially drops. I'll probably get off early and, and at least test it out. Um, just to see how it is. And someone asked you a question in chat, and I'm kind of hmm? kind of rephrase it here. Um, have they have they increased drops or like have they increased rates for stuff, or are they just doing stuff to incentivize uh, players to come back? Because uh, the person said that they had a lot of uh, boxes and currency um, after they hadn't logged in for a while. Um, I don't know if they've actually done anything. It could have been just to try to get the player base back because it dropped a good good amount. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, as far as I'm aware, I don't think or I didn't hear anything about them actually uh, incentivizing people to actually come back. Okay. Um, the only bummer that I've had with the game is I've switched from PS4 to PC, mm-hmm. and I have a lot more stats and a, and a lot more items on my PS4 that I wish would cross save and port over, but mm-hmm. that is not the case. Yeah. Um, sixty boxes too. Holy crap! Yeah, I don't know why that lucky. <laughs> I don't <laughs> it was know. Luck. <laughs> um. One of the things I wanted to talk about, uh, just kind of another update to uh, a story that we've been talking about uh, really off and on all last year, was how U.S.-Chinese trade agreements were going to affect uh, gaming, uh, the the gaming hobby, gaming gamers as a whole. Um, so as we talked about before, it was proposed by the Trump administration. Uh, uh, a 25% tariff or tax on imported goods. Uh, the goods would be 160 uh, would be 160 billion dollars worth of uh, Chinese goods. This would include things like gaming hardware for computers, gaming consoles, uh, controllers, and pieces for board and tabletop games. Um, and just like the quick math real quick, um, just say that a console is $400. 25% would make that then a five hundred dollar purchase so not insignificant some people might think of it as insignificant but i mean placing a uh you know quarter of a uh percent in or i'm sorry not quarter of a percent uh quarter increase uh price increase is uh, pretty significant um is did uh prompt sony microsoft and nintendo to pen a letter um a joint letter by the way uh to the administration outlining the ne- negative impacts it would have on the uh, industry <coughs> Um, there was, uh, in December, the adoption of the phase one agreement, uh, and it appears that many of the tariffs that were proposed, uh, to be placed on those goods, um, would not be in play, at least at this current time. 
Um, unfortunately, however, goods that are uh, needed for tabletop and board games will not be removed uh, from the list, uh, which for an industry that has a higher margin uh, than usual means prices will have to go up significantly. Um, so here are just some quotes I have here that I want to read out. Um, this is from John Stacy, the executive director for uh, Game Manufacturers Association. Um, and these come from Polygon, by the way. So anyone can complain about uh, that if they would like. Quote, the U.S. is maintaining 25% tariffs on approximately $250 billion of uh, Chinese imports, which that might be... That might be a typo in the um, article that I'm reading it and going through my notes. Um, because the proposed tariff was on $160 billion worth of uh, Chinese goods. This is somehow on $250 billion uh, worth of goods. So uh, I'm just going to say a significant portion is still has that 25%, which include many raw materials needed to make tabletop games and will likely be a factor for supplies in our industry. Uh, he then went on to say, we are working to roll these back as well as prevent the imposition of tariffs on toys and games, which was paused by the phase one agreement. So a lot of mumbo jumbo. Uh, Normal, I know you're a business type, so <laughs> I will... Uh, <laughs> let you guys um, discuss that. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, oh, sorry, go. Uh, I was going to say, it's definitely good news that um, that they're relieving the tariffs, uh, at least for a little bit for right now. Yeah. I mean, that can always change in the future. Um as far as I understand, Trump's wanting to put tariffs doesn't necessarily have to do with hating on the country. It's more of a, hey, this is a negotiation tactic. We want better deals, you know? So from what I understand, he's using this to have better trade deals with China so that we're, you know, as a country. Now, again, take it with a grain of salt, you know, that whatever it might be, you know, going on actually, who knows? But that's my understanding or from what I've heard is that these trade tariffs are are essentially a way to possibly get better deals and maybe even cheaper cheaper stuff in the United States. Padre? Uh, I don't know much on the, the whole political front. All I know is um, after having spoken about Mantis Falls, I wish they would go ahead and include the tabletop game so I can get that game cheaper when it launches. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah my take generally i mean it's i wasn't happy to hear that a 25 percent tariff could be imposed on on that many goods um especially when the majority of goods that uh, consumers in the united states buy between you know in technology um in different hardware really is produced in china um it was going to be i mean that's going to be a significant increase and i and I'm glad to hear um, that <clears throat> computer parts and gaming consoles and stuff like that won't be um, won't be included at this moment in time. Um, yeah, really sucks for for tabletop game uh, developers. It's a more niche uh, product than game consoles are. They have to operate at higher margins as it is. Yeah. It's really going to suck. I hope they can find alternatives. Um, I know when we talked about it the last time that there really weren't that many alternatives. Everything was going to be, even with the 25% increase, 
um, it was still going to be cheaper to produce uh, the the raw materials for board and tabletop games in China than would it be than what it would be to produce it in other countries. Um, there just weren't that many countries or facilities that didn't charge a premium price for the same kind of products that happened yeah. in China, uh, which really stinks for them. It makes me wonder how that's going to like, is it going to make like, say when the PS five and Xbox, well, I guess they're just calling it the Xbox. Now we, I, um, mm -hmm. when those release, are they going to be at like, like pleasantly surprised prices? Or do you think they're still going to keep those kind of like jacked up there because they can, Oh, they're definitely going to be, they're definitely going to be bigger. Because 25% is a, I mean, that's, uh, yeah, like said, that's not an insignificant amount of money. Yeah. I mean, $400 to $500 is what we're talking about. Yeah. Here. Yeah. And, and with as expensive as that, those consoles were probably going to be to begin with, if, I mean, if they can get away with selling them for a little bit less and not damage their profits, then I, you would expect that to drive sales up and in the long term make more money. Yeah, you would think, yeah. but I, it is a. I guess it is going to be a commodity that is in high demand regardless of price. Mm -hmm. So I guess it does have that going for it. So yeah. one of the big things that a lot of industry analysts are are theorizing on right now is that, um, and what they what they've really said for a while is that gaming or that console manufacturers really don't make their money on the consoles as much no. as they make their money on the peripherals and on uh, making exclusive deals. That essentially what they're doing is they try to trap uh, uh, customers into being on their platform by offering the best content. Content right. is king, and that's where the strategy is. And so offering a console at a cheaper price actually ensures that that, per that, that customer will be you know, spending money on exclusive games that like Microsoft gets a cut of or Sony gets a cut of, um, things like that customer is going to be on their, um, you know, PS Now or Xbox Game Cloud or uh, purchasing Xbox Live. That's the that's the strategy they have. That's how they want to make their money um, by by like I said, kind of trapping the customer, um, corralling the customer into their funnel. And the Xbox Elite controller, and the Kinect, yeah. and the PlayStation VR, and the Scruff <laughs> all, all the accessories. All the so accessories. I guess, so I guess, what we have to ask ourselves is: is like the next gen consoles, are they going to be for like just gaming? I mean, I, I feel like anymore, it's like people. I mean, I know specifically me. I use my PS4 as a multimedia console, not just. Um, just for gaming specifically it's becoming like kind of an all-in-one so it is the market shifting from this specific console where we had the ps1 the ps2 and starting ending with kind of the ps3 being this hey this is a specifically gaming console that you only hear for this one specific thing for gaming back you know in in what the early two, 2000s where you know you had like a cable box or you had this and that and all this other stuff now with modern technology we have we have different streaming services we have you know hulu netflix disney plus and and all these other things that contribute to the system. So, is the system now? It is Sony or uh, Microsoft shifting their markets from, hey, this is a gaming machine, but you can also, you know, you can have Netflix, and they're going to charge Netflix to be on their uh, consoles, or charge Disney, or charge, you know, whoever who wants to use their platform. It, it's like, 
I guess you got to ask a question. What what is the next generation of consoles going to be ship, marketed towards more? See, with the uh, with Xbox, I can go ahead and attest to they actually they tried shifting the Xbox into a more of an entertainment console yeah. as opposed to a gaming console and i don't know a soul that aside from using the the typical apps that come on all of them you know like i heck my my son's switch has hulu on it you know like the like the basics like that that everybody yeah. uses um like they, they'll probably still include those apps on there for like the all-in-one but i noticed from at least my personal perspective that xbox didn't gain anything trying to market theirs as a matter of fact i think they lost out on kind of this round a little bit by trying to focus solely on being an entertainment console yeah. people yeah. went to the playstation because it had you know stronger graphics and stuff right like that. so i i think they'll probably i'm hoping at least you know for xbox's sake that they do go back to focus on gaming which i think they will given the trailer they dropped with the graphics and the the aesthetic of uh hellblade 2 yeah uh, i'm hoping they focus back on more on that and then just leave the apps on there as kind of a you know just have them there's an option obviously where right. you're not going to have to have a roku box and a but i i think actually that will help the whole cord cutting thing you're talking about you know people don't use cable boxes and satellite boxes anymore no. that'll remove the need for this whole entertainment console thing because that was what it was supposed to do is you know you could tell your xbox to change to your satellite and it would have a you know you'd have an hdmi cord running in there right to switch it over to that and then switch it out and it became a hassle and i don't know anybody that even uses that right and so yeah i'm, I'm hoping they stick closer to gaming and then just have the apps there as just a perk well didn't they um i I know recently they um didn't they open themselves up to nintendo for like their oh what was it where they basically put like you can get like xbox or the xbox pass or whatever on the nintendo switch did i not hear that i might go crazy i haven't heard that myself but i uh, it may be something that just flew under me, my radar. I'm not entirely let me, sure. Let me take a quick look. I vaguely quick. remember something like that, but I, it's not, it's not coming back to me. And another thing with a, uh, I haven't looked so much into the PS5 because if I do go console again, it will be for the Xbox. Um, and the way I see it, whenever Xbox announced it, like they're going to have everything be backwards compatible, even if it's not from day one. I, right. I think that kind of puts them more towards you know letting people know they are focusing on the game again and backwards compatibility is huge people love nostalgia Mm -hmm. and now let's face it xbox original is nostalgia and that sucks i'm old yeah (laughs) Um, so so quick quick google search um so cuphead is available on the nintendo switch which is apparently an xbox exclusivity um, so what it's this article's reading real quick is saying that uh, Nintendo has confirmed that Xbox Live is heading to Nintendo Switch, and that was kicking off with Cuphead, and that was April two thousand, uh, April eighteenth, two thousand nineteen. Yeah, I do remember that because yeah, I, I do remember Cuphead was like it was a Microsoft deal because like, right, our studio is not necessarily Microsoft Microsoft exclusive, but it was only on Xbox and PC, and right. it is on the Switch now. Um, shameless plug: I finally beat that game in under an hour. Nice. Yeah, I saw that. And and we're also seeing that Xbox is all or uh, Xbox Live is also coming to Steam with the Halo Chief collection. Mm. So they're yeah. they're I mean, I have I have Halo uh the what's it? Um Halo Reach on on my PC now via Steam. So you don't have to go through the Xbox store. So they're they're trying to trying to broaden their markets and not just make their content limited to only Xbox exclusives. So they they're seeing a broader market here instead of just like limiting, hey, you got to buy our console since I think they did such poor sales with our consoles. 
Yeah. Um, yeah, and I think the whole entertainment system, as opposed to it contributed to that. So I right. think maybe one slip up ended up benefiting a lot of people in the long run. Yes. <laughs> really, really much so. <laughs> Xbox Game Pass. So yeah. uh, <laughs> kind of bringing us back to, uh, did you guys have anything else you wanted to say there? Real quick. No, I'm good on that. <laughs> uh, so bringing us back to the uh, the topic that got us here, um, I make it a point to not tell people how to vote um, or who to vote for, but I do want to remind everyone that this is an election year. Anyone that's listening, um, if these are things that are important to you, if you don't want to see these or you do want to see these things, um, then it's important for you to get involved, get informed, reach out to your representatives. If you live in Iowa, like me and Greenleaf, the caucuses are next Monday. So go out and caucus, get involved, get educated on um, on the people who you want to represent you and don't want to represent you. And uh, that's basically all I wanted to say on that. That I, I also MTV, wanted to say. MTV, rock the vote. Exactly. <laughs> no matter uh, which way you want to vote, just vote. Mm. Yeah, same. Um, what's what's more dangerous, someone not voting, is so, an uninformed voter. So go go get the information, go look it up, and, and you know, make sure you're voting for someone that will represent what you want. Don't yep. vote red and blue. Vote red, white, and blue. Exactly. <laughs> America, <laughs> fuck yeah. Fuck yeah. <laughs> or if you're a libertarian, you vote yellow. <laughs> yes. I mean... <laughs> Hey, uh, just real quick, because I don't want to get super political, but oh boy, uh, here we go. <laughs> how do you, how do you guys disappoint a libertarian with one lepo? Oh God, how? So this is how you ask what's a lepo, and then everyone gets disappointed. Well, what's a lepo? Right, I'll ask what's a lepo. <sighs> Did you guys ever see the? That's the joke. That's the sigh. Uh... Because. Um, Gary Johnson, when he was running in 2016, was on CNN, and the person asked him, "So, what are you going to do about Aleppo?" Uh, and he said, "What's Aleppo? Yeah. What's Aleppo?" Well, he straight he straight out admitted he didn't he I know didn't know what he was referring to. I actually voted for Gary Johnson. Same. So <laughs> it was very. It's just very. It's funny to. Yeah, yeah. Um, to bring up what's Aleppo as if it wasn't one of the biggest news stories within that week that he was on CNN. Um, so yeah, that's the information for for you guys uh, on that. Um, I believe we have a little bit of uh, some deals that we can talk about, right? Sure. Let's talk about some uh, deals that uh, are coming up, uh, Padre. Uh, not a whole lot is coming to Xbox. Um. In particular, this uh, this upcoming week, but they did uh, they did drop uh, a Plague Tale: Innocence, which got really good reviews amongst people, especially like in the indie communities um, and the horror communities. Even though it like technically wasn't a horror game, it had a really really macabre aesthetic to it. Um, and then they also added Indivisible, which was one of kind of like the more hyped indie titles of last year. Uh, I'm actually going to be playing that one myself starting tomorrow morning. And uh, but the the thing that's getting me is Xbox Game Pass has been dropping some really big teasers for February. They put February is going to be a really 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 good month, and all the releases were in different fonts. And I'm holding out hope that they're announcing that they're going to start releasing the Final Fantasy games, like Ooh. they were, they announced last year. Maybe I mean maybe start with 
the original seven, then go eight, nine as the months go on. But uh, I'm really intrigued to see how that plays out. I'm sure we'll probably get an announcement the next week or two and we'll talk more on it. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, uh, those are the two kind of big ones coming to Xbox is through the Game Pass. And it's going to because, you know, they only do the, the free games once a month and we already discussed those. Uh, but yeah, the Indivisible and Plague Tale are both high on my radar and I'm really excited to see them released. Yeah. Um, Green, I know you found some deals. Well, uh, PlayStation hasn't released the uh, f- the free PlayStation Network uh, with, with your PlayStation Plus. Um, you get the two free games. They haven't released that yet, like what, what it's going to be. Um, however, Steam does have a few sales going on right now. Um, most notably is Grand Theft Auto Five. You can get oh, it for yeah. fourteen ninety nine, uh, which is half off. Um, and then there's also that GTFO, which uh, is an early, early release or early access game. Right now, it's a hardcore four four person horror shooter game, and they have that ten percent off right now. I think it's just to try to get people interested in the actual game. Yeah, no, I, I have that game. That game is. It is difficult if you need people to play with. So I will vouch for that. I've heard it's I've really good. It's good. It's good, but it's difficult. You need people. Is there a lot of jump scares in it? Uh, yes, there can okay. be. I'm going to go ahead and take that off my wish list. <laughs> <laughs> if, if you and, do everything right, there won't be any jump scares. Also, uh, Red Dead Redemption is also 20% off on Steam as well. Ooh, I have cool. to go snag that then. Twenty um, percent off, so forty-seven ninety-nine right now. That's not bad. US. And then uh, the Half-Life stuff. Are all the Half-Life games free right now? Oh yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Half-Life One and Two um, are going to be free on Steam for the next few months. Um, I think it was to April. I think it was what they were saying. Um, I think it's until the release of Half-Life Alex. Yes, yeah. So if that's something that you're interested in, um, uh, Half-Life Alex is on VR. It's, it's a VR game that's going to be coming out in March of 2020. Um, so right now they're doing a special where you can get Half-Life 1 and 2 for free on Steam if you're a Steam player. Yeah. Um, and I know we usually do save this for the, uh, for the beginning of the month, but there were some ones that we wanted to kind of get out there for people. Um, and then, uh, sorry, whatever weird noise that just came out of my mouth. Um, (laughs) (laughs) um, and then, so next week when we know all like the Twitch prime stuff, uh, the Epic stuff, everything that's coming out in game pass for February and, uh, PS now, um, we'll we'll talk about all that next week at the end of the show um so yeah guys was there any other anything else we wanted to mention in uh, on this topic here no no i should have more on this next week (laughs) awesome was there anything else that we wanted to talk about for the show this week no i have that's everything that i have yeah i'm i think i'm pretty good on that Cool. So we'll uh, wrap up the show here then. Um, Mr. Nermal. Yes. Go on ahead. And for anyone who might have missed it at the beginning of the show, tell the kind people out there who you are, what you do, and where people can find you. 
Sure. So my name is Normal. Um, you can find me at Normal two two five. I think there's probably a link down there. But if you're listening to the podcast, um, you can find me on Twitch, Normal two two five, or what is it? Twitch.tv forward slash normal two two five. Um, someone is definitely changing my lights in my room right now. Um, you can also find me on Twitter, normal two two five. YouTube, you can find a video of me falling on a motorcycle, which is really cool. So go check that out. Um, you can find me pretty much anywhere. Just Google, you know, Google me, and you'll you'll get all the info that you need. So that's the best best way of action. Excellent. And uh, of course, if you are on YouTube, watching the VOD on Twitch, or listening to the audio only, uh, links, as always, will be in the description of the episode. Uh, Greenlee, what's coming up on your channel? Uh, I really, I'm just going to be waiting until Apex comes out. Um, I'll figure out something to do this week, but I don't have a whole lot going on. Um, all you fine people can catch me on, on my Twitch account. That's Mr. Green Elite. Um, you can also find me on Twitter and Instagram. Um, which are both uh, Mr. Greenlee, except for Instagram, which is TTV Mr. Greenlee. Excellent. Guys, go catch him there. Uh, Padre, what's coming up on your channel? Well, tomorrow I start Indivisible because I am an indie focused streamer. But uh, Thursday, the new Hunt Pass for Dauntless drops. Gonna be doing that. Gonna be probably hitting that really hard starting uh, starting Thursday. Um, aside from that, uh, probably gonna have a Zebos Funhouse coming soon because people are like curious about it, like the new people that have just met me. Uh, but if you would like to join in the escapades, please feel free to follow me on Twitch at Twitch.tv/slash RevSven R E V S V E N. Or you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at RevSpin TV because some Scandinavian priest got a hold of them first. <laughs> Very nice. Um, let's see. Coming up on my channel, uh, probably playing some Apex uh, this in, in the coming weeks uh, or the coming week. Um, might go into some Insurgency Sandstorm. Uh, otherwise, <laughs> which, uh, me and Padre had a delightful, um, interaction with the, uh, Insurgency official Twitter account. <laughs> um, it was, it was quite delightful. He is now, once he gets his PC set up, now going to be locked into playing with me. Uh, <laughs> they haven't responded to my DM. I just posted a GIF of a fat dude on a slip and slide sliding in and said, I'm sliding into your DMs, and I left it at that. They haven't responded yet. <laughs> they probably don't know how to respond. <laughs> they are like, probably very intrigued. I... Yeah. Just getting ready. I'll just send, I sent you my love. Please respond. See, I know my girl Kara doesn't work in the work there anymore, so I might have to, um, I might have to hit them up some other way. Uh, NWI, call me babes. Uh, <laughs> evangelize for what your game so much. Um, I think you think of NWA. <laughs> straight out of Compton. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah not a lot coming up on my channel i do have my 502 year special coming up i'm trying to figure it out i have a very busy schedule um with uh, i have a wedding coming up and so i'm going to try to find a weekend that i can get that taken care of i do plan on uh making uh sugar cookies and decorating them with uh, the faces of my friends um 
that's the plan. That's the plan for 500 uh, followers and um, two years. So uh, awesome. otherwise. Question. Yeah. Are you going to do one with my face? Yes. <laughs> so you're going to do a potato. No, I'm going to put glasses, a comb over, go on a potato. On I'm not going to put it on like a, uh, on a potato. <laughs> I feel like this is just going to look like a potato. <laughs> you can feel that way. It might just be my, it's not because you look like a potato. If it does end up looking like that, it's because I'm a shitty uh, uh, cookie decorator. Um, okay, maybe not potato, more like a big toe. I was going to say a potato. <laughs> a potato. Potato. <laughs> um, so that's what's coming up on my channel. Anything else, guys? Otherwise, I'm going to wrap it up completely. Yeah, that's everything. Uh, all right. Um, so we appreciate all of you who joined us live. There is a lot of things you guys could be watching, and it means a lot to us that you guys are watching us. Um, if you guys missed any part of the show, you can find us on YouTube. You can watch the VOD on Twitch, or if you guys uh, want to catch us or uh, take us on the road, you can find us um, on every podcast platform, Google, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, TuneIn, Swoot, uh, just to name a few. If you guys um, want to fall asleep to us, we appreciate that as well. Um, let's see uh, if you guys like what we do we do uh, have some ways you guys can support us um, you guys can tell your friends you guys can also leave us a rating and review on the platform of your choice and that's greatly appreciated um, you guys uh, <laughs> uh, we appreciate all of you for listening and we hope you guys have a wonderful rest of your week if you guys miss any part of the show um, the show will be uploaded uh, to the podcast platforms and all the VOD stuff um, by midnight at central time uh, anything else guys? no nope. I think that's, uh, that's a pretty good show let's do it again all yes. you fantastic people have a fantastic night you guys are all wonderful. Have a wonderful evening and or morning wherever you're at. We appreciate you listening to the show. If you like what you heard, please tell a friend about what we do.